Deborah, and welcome again to another wonderful episode of this Kingdom of Darkness, Spiritual Babylon, with your master teacher, your pastor, Pastor Deborah. We've been working through this big book that I wrote years and years ago, and I am slowly getting through it. It has many parts. But I had to learn my enemy well. I learned this by watching World War II movies and learned how we had to study as an ally the enemy of freedom. I learned you have to study what is holding you back, has you captured, is kidnapping you, killing you, Oppressing you, capturing you, torturing you. I had to learn to look with eyes that I had not used very much, my spiritual eyes. I then had to write, study, read books, watched movies. And from all of that, after many, many years, this book called The Kingdom of Darkness spiritual Babylon arose. It came after many years of studying under the teachings of Dr. Miles Monroe, who's now in heaven. He was from the Bahamas Faith Ministries. He was teaching on the kingdom of heaven and how humanity were ignorant kings. And we did not know about kingship, rulership, the kingdom, who we were, and what we were to do. Read all of his books, watched him from far away on a laptop. He was an excellent spiritual teacher, for he had lived in a colony of England when he was first born. He understood colonies, kings, queens. He understood changing a culture to look like its homeland. He understood rulership, governors, and that was his message. And he wrote about it. And I studied with him. I learned. And out from his teaching, this was one of the many books, The Kingdom of Darkness, Spiritual Babylon. Why did I write it? Because we have an enemy, spiritually. He and his kingdom is here on earth. It is inside of us. Rules us. Reigns us. Kidnaps us. Tortures us. Causes us to walk crooked paths. Have perverse thoughts and actions and deeds. He's desiring to rule this whole planet, nature, the resources, humanity. And he's been doing it for a long time. And through this, I had to study. Because I was thrown into his kingdom to help set captives free. Set prisoners free. Spiritually, mentally, and physically. I had a big job to do. I had a powerful enemy to study. And his kingdom. 
And so I studied. I read. Read the authorized King James Bible. I wrote scriptures. I watched Bible movies. Read true stories. Watched bibliography movies. Read bibliographies, true stories. Studied more. Looked around. Saw the enemy everywhere. So here in this episode, number 31 of the Kingdom of Darkness, Spiritual Babylon, we're going to pick up in the section that's entitled, Who is the King of the Kingdom of Darkness? We were working through it, and I had shown you in the last video another picture of what Satan sort of looks like. This is another picture from Google Free Clipart. Shows a fiery serpent, a dragon. And what we have to understand is he is quite able to change forms. But this is what his heart in him looks like most of the time fiery, evil, wicked, frightening. But he will take on a different shape and form to talk to you, to come through you. He hides in obscurity, sort of like Lord Sauron of the Lord of the Rings, the master who hides in fire and smoke. He hides. He does not want you to see him as he really is. But we have to study him. We have to learn about his heart, his mind. We have to understand his ways and his kingdom. So here in this video teaching for today, we're going to study more about who is the king of the kingdom of darkness. Darkness means ignorance, perverseness, confusion, bewitchment. And much more. Spiritual Babylon. The spiritual place. Of Babylon. Babylon. If you don't know. Was the first. Town. City. Where there was to be a big tower. It was called the Tower of Babel. And from there. It went into Babylon. A big kingdom. There is history. There was a real Babylon. So I use that. So here in this episode, number 31, we're going to talk about him, this guy right here. He has many names. He started off as Lucifer, son of the morning, son of the first age, offspring of a time. He was never the offspring or the son or the child or the heir of the kingdom of heaven or God the king. He was always to be a servant. He was what you would call a high archangel. He was powerful in all of his ways. He's beautiful. We're going to hear about that. What was his job? He was a protector. He had the keys to hell, death, and the grave even in his 
beautiful state until they were taken away by a young man. And what happened was he was to guard the presence of God itself from any sin, perverseness. He was a protector, a guardian. Now, he didn't look like this. The best I can explain it is he had a body of jewels. And we're going to hear about that. And when the light, the voice, the music of the king of the kingdom of heaven spoke through him, he radiated out the glorious rays, the colors of the light. And that got perverted. We're going to hear about that. But right now, let's pray to get us going in this newest teaching, number 31 of the kingdom of darkness, spiritual Babylon, and who is the king? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time here in the Garden of Eden with everybody that you brought, and for all those who will be watching this years to come. We thank you, for you are our master teacher through your Holy Spirit. You can teach us through nature. You can teach us in dreams, circumstances. Father, we need teaching. We need to grow. We need understanding. We thank you for all the teachers and preachers and pastors, all the people who are trying to talk to us and teach us and tell us about the unseen world inside of ourselves and on this planet. Father, we thank you that you are working even now, 24 hours a day, through dreams and visions and circumstances. You are working. You are never silent. And you never sleep. And we thank you for that. And we hope that you will help us to understand the words that are being taught, that have been spoken out by you and written by others. We thank you for your teaching through the Holy Spirit, our Master Teacher. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, the title, what we say? Who is the King? In part number 31, we had finished up Isaiah 14, 12 through 20. And we had learned a lot about this guy and what was to happen to him and his condition. Go back and watch it, number 30. In this one, we're going to pick up a little bit more about who he was. So let's listen. Remember, this is a letter, sort of. A conversation that I, Pastor Deborah, was having with a young man who was living in the kingdom of darkness as Satan, the adversary of God's child. He was a servant of this thing. And I'm reaching out through knowledge, understanding, through this book. This young man is speaking right now. Wow! He sure got himself into a mess. Yes, he did, little one. But he started out so perfect and beautiful, didn't he? Yes. So let's listen to what he was 
in his beginning. We are going to go to Ezekiel 28, 12 through 19. Learn to read the Old Testament. Go slow. Look up every word. Study. Be diligent. Take notes. Write. Take notes. Study. Restudy. Look up words in a dictionary, a concordance, on the internet. Look at the history of nations, civilizations, kings, queens. Study. So here in Ezekiel 28, let's hear about it. Ezekiel was a prophet, a man who heard from God, who saw visions, would take spiritual trips, leave his body, and would travel with the Lord as a guide. The Lord wanted him to see some things, so he would write them down. And he could tell us. You sealed up the sum, Lucifer, that was his name. You were full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. This is his beginning. You had been in Eden. It means the presence of God. The very garden of God. His delight. The very spot. Where only a few could come. It was where there was an open door to God himself. Every precious stone was your covering, your body, so to speak. Humanity is still in awe of diamonds and rubies and sapphires, pearls, and the glorious riches that come out of the earth. They're beautiful to us. And this was Lucifer's body, his covering, his makeup. He was not dirt. He was not flesh. He was not an animal. He was a spiritual angel, a messenger, a high prince of a angel. Angel means messenger, servant. He was never created to be the son, the offspring of God in God's family. He was one of the servants of the family of the kingdom of heaven. He was one of the high servants that stood around the throne. He was powerful. The sardinas covered you, the topaz and the diamond. The beryl, the onyx, and the jasper. The sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. Can you imagine what this looked like? Some of our jewelry designers show us how gold was used to hold jewels together. Hold diamonds in place and rubies. In earrings, necklaces. We get a glimpse of this when we see beautiful evening gowns that women wear that has a lot of sparkles on it, jewels and pearls. And we all are in 
just awe at the beauty of these things put together. The workmanship of your tabourets. Tabourets means your musical instruments, your voice, what you would use to sing through. And of your pipes, your lungs, the wind that would come out of you, was prepared in you in the day you were created. When this young angel, this messenger, this high archangel, popped on the scene, he already had everything. He was a full-grown adult, full knowledge. He had no experience, but he had full knowledge, fully formed. He had the sum of everything that he was to have. It was already inside of him and sealed up. You are the anointed cherub that covers. Covers the presence of God. Had mighty wings. Would protect the king. Protect his word, his presence, protect his Holy Spirit, probably, wherever he went. He was a servant. He was a guard, a bodyguard, so to speak. He was to protect and keep the presence of God, both in heaven and when it eventually came to earth. In the Garden of Eden. He was a mighty protector. You'll see that a lot. When you watch bodyguard bodyguard movies. About men or women. Who protected presidents. Kings. Children. They went with them 24 hours a day. They were always there. They knew the enemy. And they were there to protect the precious ones who they were hired as a servant to protect. They had to take the back seat. They were not the one that people were looking at or listening to. They worked in the darkness, obscurity. Their job was to be unseen and unheard, but a powerful protector. And I, the Lord God, the King of Heaven, the great I am and creator, have set you so. I created you to do this. This is your purpose, your function. You were upon the holy mountain of God. You could come up to the high places. You have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. The stones of fire have a lot of connotations. It's the ones that are in the altar. Or smoke comes up. Prayers. It's the birthplace. It's where the fire of God itself. Resonates out. You were perfect. In your ways. From the day. That you were created. Until. Iniquity. Was found in you. Perverseness, wickedness, evilness. Something happened. His pure ways of serving 
loving his king, desiring no glory for himself, became perverted. How did that happen? By the multitude of your merchandise, what I gave you, the things, the glory I gave you, the gifts, the powers, the anointing, everything that I gave you, your body, the beauty of your body, your pipes, your music, your sound, your wings. You were perfect in your ways of thinking, doing, 